So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hartley. That's a fun name to say sometimes. (laughs) I know it's my own name, but I like saying my name sometimes. The little punch to it. You guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, I really appreciate it. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow. Help you grow your business, help you grow your life, help help you grow your relationships. Um, It's all upward, right? And it's all interrelated. And I am so stoked that you are here pouring your time and attention uh, into this stuff. You're taking control of your life. uh, And and that's everything, you guys. Uh, We're heading into uh, the holiday season. Uh, We just wrapped up, at least for myself, I, I just wrapped up a great time back home for Thanksgiving. We're heading into Christmas. You guys, I I have a problem. I have four Christmas trees in my home. One of them is like a, it reminds me of a hotel lobby <laughs> Christmas tree. It's so big. I've got, I have like a 10 foot ladder and I have to stand on the top of it and like do a little like balancing act. Um, <laughs> but it is a great, this is, you guys, this is such a great time to be a small business owner. Uh, you know, and, and for some of you who are in the thick of it, I just want to paint a picture of what it can be like, because I also understand that this is a terrible time to be a small business owner. I see the memes on there, especially for photographers, right? I see the memes online of like, it'll be a, a nice, enjoyable family. Everyone's sitting down for dinner, maybe around the Thanksgiving table. And then the next scene, the next like uh, slide essentially of the meme is is except for you because you're sitting at, alone um, editing pictures, you know, promising just one just one more minute. I'm almost done, and we're never almost done editing. Or even just like the the, the I've seen this one really funny one of like a strung out Barbie doll. <laughs> the hair's all mess on the Barbie doll, and the makeup's like running, and um, and it and it's in front of a Christmas tree. And the meme just says, like, your pictures are almost ready. (laughs) I promise they're almost ready. So I get it. I get it for a lot of us. This is like that that time of year. Um, But when you build something 
that is well that's sustainable when you build something that's profitable which takes work it takes it takes uh, like these long hours and it takes late nights and early mornings but man it's it's um it's an incredible experience to be able to to say to your family hey l- let's take a week and go spend this christmas time uh disconnected and just all in on each other and this family and um and spending time kind of traveling around and visiting friends it's just a really it's, <laughs> Listen, the upside is there. I want you guys to know. I want you to feel hope for me that the upside is there. So I'm looking forward to heading, heading home for the Christmas uh, week here to come. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. You guys, uh, I want to chat with you today about... You know, I, I peruse. Is that a word? Peruse. <laughs> I peruse the Facebooks and the Instagrams, and I'm I host a group, right? So I have my own uh, Facebook group, um, the Six Figure Photography Mastermind uh, Community. If you're not a part of it, please come and be a part of it. Uh, you can go to Style Story. I'm sorry, that's my <laughs> that's my photography studio, Style Story. No, you can go to SixFigurePhotography.com forward slash Mastermind. Just answer a couple quick questions, and you'll be in there for free. But um, so I have my own group, but I'm also part of another number of other groups and a great, great communities. But I see this conversation coming up all the time about getting ghosted, right? Like, you know, especially this is engagement season. This is mini session, mini session season. That's a tongue twister. This is like family portrait season. Um, and, and so we've got all these inquiries and we're trying to get bookings and we're applying, we're applying to people and we're calling people and we're texting and we're, we're Facebook messaging and we're DMing. And we're also getting ghosted a lot, right? And so I see, I see this uh, kind of outcry in the groups, even my own. And I wanted to have a conversation today 
about how to not get ghosted. Or at the very least is this. Let's manage expectations here. How to reduce the odds of getting ghosted. Let's go that route. Um, because this is something that I think I've had a really great track record of. This is something that I've seen incredible results with at our studio. And I would love to share some of the things that I've been learning along the way. And so that's where that's what we're going to do. Are you guys up for that conversation? How to not get ghosted. However you're connecting with people. Uh, whether it be over the phone or an email or or um, or Facebook or, or anything, just like how to actually get someone to reply to you, uh, so you're not sitting there wondering like, man, is is that ever going to come back around? Did they hire somebody else? Um, just kind of wishing and hoping. So we need to talk about this from the from the frame of desire, uh, because. I've ghosted people before, and I've also been ecstatic and thrilled to um, connect back with somebody, and it was always tied to desire. Think about the last time that you purchased something, you guys, or, or were interested in purchasing something. If there was no desire there, and the, and the realtor is like blowing up your phone and texting and calling and emailing you, you're going to ghost them. It's just ghost, 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 because you've got no desire, because maybe you're already connected with someone. Maybe you've already solved the problem. You've got no desire. I actually remember this in regards to when my wife and I went to purchase our a uh, brand new minivan. And so we had been connecting with a number of, um, what are those, what are those things called? Dealers. Yeah, there it is. We've been, we had been connecting with a number of like, um, car dealers and at first everyone's reaching out to us and we're kind of, we're playing the field, you know, we're just kind of, we're applying, we're trying to feel stuff out. Um, but eventually, you know, the tides shift and all the desire really fell on like two dealers and all the desire was completely removed from the other dealers. You guys realize I ghosted the others. We do this all the time and it's always based on desire. It's really this. It's desire or die. You either have desire for your brand, desire for your solution, or you're dead in the water. And so what I want to share with you guys is how, how to increase desire for your solution to their problem which is photography for us, right? So how do you do that? How do you increase desire? Now, listen, the number way is this, like the number one way, I should say, the number one way is this, don't suck, right? So, so the cost of entry to play in this amazing game that we get to be a part of is you have to have incredible work. It's no longer going to make the difference. It's not going to like make you like the solution for everyone, but like it, this is just tickets into the park, right? This is what I always say. You have to have incredible work. It's not going to make your business successful though, but it will allow you to play the game. Hear me again. You have to have incredible work. It will not make your business successful. That's no guarantee. However, it will allow you to even play the game. Okay, so let's just settle in on that fact for a second. <laughs> your work has to be there, which I've got encouraging news for you. Hopefully this isn't depressing news. My encouragement news for you is that's the easiest damn part. It's that in 2019, going into 2020, everything is awesome. And and there's so much information. You can just like hop on YouTube and, and buy just about any camera and and practice and practice and practice and test and learn and test and learn and shoot, shoot, shoot. I don't care if you don't have a couple to shoot, you don't have a person to shoot, shoot stuffed animals, like learn off camera lighting on your own damn time because it's so easy. It really, it really is. Um, if you're willing to put in the work, it's going to take work, but it's the easiest part of the whole thing. And that should be really encouraging for you guys. This is a great time to be a photographer. Um, 
I digress. The second thing is this. So you A, you've got to have incredible work. The second thing is you have to have uh, ideally a website that actually converts, right? So a website that converts because you can um, drive all the traffic you want, you know, to your website and all that kind of stuff. But if people aren't even contacting you, then that's no good. Now I've got a whole podcast dedicated to creating a website that works. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up here as I go. I did a seven week series, um, a while back on the podcast and, um, each week I took a different kind of element of your business and really dove in and unpacked how to, how to like, um, work on it, how to actually develop that component of your business. And so I talk about websites during one of those, um, one of the weeks. And so let me see which, which week it was. I'm going back into the archives right now. You'd think I'd have this just like ready to go for you guys. I'm going to have Leslie cut this portion out, but not before I do a little song and dance for you guys. Love those ladies. <laughs> you guys, I found it. It is episode 106. It is part two of the seven-part series that I did uh, here back in April of 2019. Part two, it's going to be episode 106. Anyhow, I digress. You guys... However people are contacting you, let's just get to the let's just get right to it. However people are contacting you, you can use uh, these rules to increase your desire. Now, if you would like further education on this, this is taken from this amazing book by Robert Cialdini called Influence. I can't more highly recommend this book. I read it once a year. It's an incredible book. Uh, it's called Influence. And what Robert Cialdini talks about is there's a number of rules of influence. And when we're talking about desire, we're really talking about influence. It's, it's like, how much influence do you have uh, to actually create desire for someone? And so I want to outline some of these rules. And then I'd love to communicate to you guys the ways that I use these uh, in the very beginning stages prior to somebody even connecting with me. So rule number one, reciprocation. The rule of reciprocation says this, we desire to give back to someone in greater to or equal degree to which we were first given, okay? Does that make sense? When somebody gives to you, we have this innate desire that wells up in us to give back to that person to the same degree or greater. This is like, a, listen, we're in the Christmas season, the holiday season. This is when someone pops over to their house, to your house, uh, and they have a gift for you this Christmas. And you ain't got nothing for them because you forgot or it wasn't on your mind or who knows what it is. And, he, and, and so you, <laughs> you thank them for their gift. And then you go into a slight panic, a little sweat, you know, be uh, you know, forms and you're thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I've got to explain myself. This is really just reciprocation. It's not that you have to explain yourself, but that this feeling wells up in us. And so one of the ways that you can flex on reciprocation are a couple things. For starters, listen, words of affirmation, expressing desire to actually um, work with someone, to get to know someone, uh, like this actually has... It, it triggers reciprocation, words of affirmation. So when somebody contacts you um, and you are able to say, uh, OMG, I would love, like that's my favorite venue and I've been dying to photograph it in the fall. I, you two sound incredible. I love what you wrote about the walks that you enjoy taking with your little snitzer doodle. Uh, that's my made up dog. Uh, I'd, I'd, I just would love to get to know you guys. I'd love to meet with you. That actually 
begins to create a sense of reciprocation where somebody has the desire to actually communicate back, to give back some affirmation, some reciprocal uh, words, right? Now, the next thing is this. What is the most valuable resource that any of us have in this world? Ding, 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 time. Time is it. And so, you know, when you are replying to a, um, when you're applying to a lead and you show that you gave of your own time, that will trigger the rule of reciprocation, that they will actually feel the desire to give back of their own time. Now, the way that I've seen this play out the absolute best is it's not like you write a long ass email that like shows that you poured everything and I'm gonna read that. But if you take out your phone and you record a video of you, like just being completely uh, vulnerable and honest and just like going on the screen and saying like, hey, my name's Ben, you just filled out my contact form and I figured, what the heck, it's 2019? I'm going to make this girl video. Uh, and so listen, I've got your date available. And listen, I'm not going to go into the full script right now. But if you were to connect in that way, you guys, I, d I do this all the time on Instagram. When you guys message me on Instagram, by the way, please do reach out to me on Instagram, J Ben Hartley, the letter J, J Ben Hartley on Instagram, and you shoot me a DM, uh, the like nine times out of 10, I'm going to pull up my phone, I'm going to record a video and send it to you. There's something magical that happens when another human sets aside their time and their image and they they show up for you in that type of way that triggers this rule of reciprocation that like someone will actually be far more likely to reply to you simply because you showed up. You showed up with your like with with your time, but with your face and your expression, you got vulnerable with them, and they will actually want to do that back. Like it, like being intentionally authentic, it triggers reciprocation. Look, we're gonna stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so, you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so, one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting. Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. Ec file expenses even quicker. Uh, keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. Like, as your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. 
All right, you guys, that is the first rule to increase desire. Now, by the way, as you're, as you're thinking about this whole notion, let's say that you start doing a couple of these things with the rule of reciprocation and it, and it decreases your odds of getting ghosted by 1%. It's like, wah, wah, just 1%. That's not even that great. But what I'm going to unpack for you is a whole bunch of things that as you do all of these layered on top of each other, those 1% plus 2% plus 3% plus another 1% plus a random 5%er, like you will start to see a significant impact uh, in your um, in your replies. Okay, so the next rule of influence is this one called consistency or commitment. This is the way that this rule works. It's that humans desire to be consistent with their commitments. Like our ego never wants to admit that it was wrong. And so when we say something, especially when we write something, by the way, when we commit it to paper or other people hear the things that we say, we want to be seen as consistent with those commitments. My ego never wants to admit that it made the wrong move. And there's a couple great ways that you can uh, leverage this rule of consistency and commitment is on your contact form. Again, you guys, what I'm talking about is always before the lead contacts you or during that that initial reach, reach out phase, right? Now, we leverage this stuff throughout the entire relationship, but this is I'm just focusing on early on. So when they fill out your contact form, I love asking two really important questions. The first one is this, where does photography fall in order of importance? And they get to choose. I mean, you can set this up however you want, but we have it so you can choose like three different options. Maybe it's like the most important thing for me. Maybe the the second option is it's cool, but it's not as valuable as other things. And maybe the third option is it's not very important on my list. But what you're going to discover is most people are going to say it is one of the most important things. By the way, don't do the most important thing. You're, you're asking people to not check it because like getting married is the most important thing. But if it's one of the top priorities, if it's one of the most important things, you're going to see that people will make a commitment to that. And if that is true, then they will be uh, more consistent with the commitments that they make. And if it is important to them, then maybe they won't ghost you. <laughs> maybe they're going to take a little bit more time and connect with a few more people. And maybe they're going to connect with you. The second question that I ask is on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you in, in having me, Ben Hartley, specifically photograph your day? And now this one I learned from Justin and Mary, uh, Justin and Mary Morantz, amazing photographers. But on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you in having specifically me, Ben Hartley, photograph your day? And it'll be a little sliding scale. And when they do eights, nines, tens, they're making a commitment that when, when Ben Hartley does reply back to them, when I send them that video, they're like, wow, I, I, I'm, Ben just replied to me. I want this guy to contact me. I, I've been, I want to connect with him. I'd love to hear more about what he's up to. Again, maybe that's just another 1%. This is not like a hard and fast thing, but when you stack these things, desire occurs. Next rule, number three. You guys tracking this? Isn't this exciting? There's like, there's such little things, but you can be so intentional. You don't just have to be hoping. Okay, number three, social proof. People follow people. That's all social proof means is that people follow people people, 
right? So like there's there's a couple different um, examples I could give. I'm gonna I'm not gonna do the dark one. There's a really dark example of this from a 1964 um, New York mur- murder, uh, but I won't I won't share a murder story. Um, if you want to hear a great murder story, um, check out the pod pa- podcast, um, my favorite murder, uh, for great murder stories. I will avoid the murder story today. Let me just explain this one. Social proof is this. It's when I'm driving on the highway and I want to just kind of test the rule of social proof. And so what I'll do when I'm driving very cautiously, just to be clear, is I'm not going to swerve, but maybe I will do just a little maneuver, subtle, soft maneuver. I'll just kind of slide one way and then kind of back right into the middle of the lane, right? Just like a little subtle maneuver. And I will watch in my rearview mirror as car after car makes the same maneuver, as if I had done it intentionally for some reason. It's because people follow people. They're thinking to themselves, surely the car in front of me just did that little maneuver for a reason, and so I'm going to also avoid the same obstacle that he must have seen. Now, not saying that we should all go do that and test it, but that's a great example of the rule of social proof, right? And we see this all the time. It's like, what movie should we see? I don't know. Look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. What uh, what restaurant should we go to? I don't know. I want a 4.5 star or better one on Yelp. So let's go look it up on Yelp, right? So you can't have too many testimonials. That's what I want you guys to know. On your website, you can't have too many testimonials. It's like get social proof out there. Get reviews out there. This is why we have 126 Google reviews. We have 197 Wedding Wire reviews. We have 155 Facebook reviews. Um, Use social proof. Now, on the topic of social proof, it's like the businesses that you are connected to, the vendors, the preferred vendors that you're plugging, this all communicates social proof. You're connected to their social standing. So please, like, be specific and 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 a little picky about the vendors that you're flexing out there, the people that you're recommending, the, the vendors that are in the blogs that you're pushing, right? Because like Tiffany & Co., it's not opening up shop next to a JCPenney's, right? They're going to open up shop next to a Chanel, next to uh, a Christian Dior, next to a Parada, next to a Gucci, next to a Louis Vuitton, right? That's where Tiffany's is going to be. They're not going to be next to JCPenney. Okay, you guys get that. Now, uh, in regards to social proof as well, one of the things that we like to do is um, maybe if you have the opportunity you can kind of flex like a high profile client, right? So maybe that shows social proof. So, you know, we've done a couple NFL weddings. And so maybe we're going to show uh, one of these, you know, pro athletes on our website uh, a little bit more, kind of flex that to show the social proof that this person of high standing chose to work with us. That'd be another way to show it. Now, if you do all this, maybe that's another 1% reduction in getting ghosted. This will take me to number four. The next rule of influence number four is that of liking. This is probably one of the most basic ones. It's that people want to work with other people, specifically other people that they like, right? Um, this is a big one. It's and, and so, you know, it's like how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie, he talks all about liking. And one of the things that you can do uh, is, is just is 
is using someone's name. No, by the way, this gets real old real fast. We've all been a victim of someone who's trying to sell us something that we don't want, trying to like act likable and trying to like overly use our name. Okay. So my hope is that you're self-aware enough to know when you look like an ass. That's that's my hope. But there's a subtle way that you can do it. So for example, with us, you know, maybe maybe you don't feel comfortable hopping on a video and sending it to them. But maybe all you could do is take out a piece of paper and just write like, hi Ashley, hold it up and take a picture of yourself. Just this little piece of paper that says, hi Ashley. And if you don't want to get real cheeky, you can do a little doodle for Ashley as well. And you can text Ashley that picture of you and your pearly whites holding up that sign uh, with a little doodle that says, hi Ashley. And then you get to follow that up with a text, right? Because now she at least has a face that she can connect to these blank words that are coming through her phone. And and she clearly knows that you're specifically talking to her, that it's not a robot, that you're not just some automated system. This is a great way to show liking. Now, the next thing is this, and this gets right back to what I was talking about, but like mirroring energy and tone and even posture, right? Like people like people that are a little bit more like them, generally speaking. And so when you can kind of mirror some similarities, right? Like I'm a pretty like, uh, yeah, I'll use the word bubbly. I'm a a pretty bubbly bro. Uh, However, when I step into a space and I'm and I maybe um, working with a CEO, I'm selling a CEO or a CFO on a solution. Uh, maybe it's like a marketing video. Uh, like th- the bubbliness that I have, it's still there. It's still going to well up at some point. But generally speaking, I'm going to be mirroring their tone and their posture and their energy back at them, and I can kind of hold that space with them. And it really comes down to this. One of the things that I think a lot of us do as photographers is we end our initial contact with this. And it could be in a text or a video message or in an email, but we say something along the lines of this. We say, let me know when we can get a chance to get together and I'd love to go over all the details with you. Or let me know when we can get together and I'd love to um, unpack all the information uh, and, and explain it all to you. All very, you know, these are great ideas, right? Or like, hey, I would love to um, just reply back and we can go over um, all the different collection options uh, for you guys and find the best solution for you. Okay, that's great. But what you're doing is you're ending on uh, them, their next step being about you. I'll, I'll keep going with this. So rather than me saying, hey, reply back and we can schedule time to go over all of the details of of the different packages and options, I can say this, hey, let me know, uh, reply back and I'd love to hear everything that you are dreaming up. What this means is it's this, in order to be interesting, you first have to be interested, okay? So rather than the call to action being uh, come and, and learn all about me and the packages and what fits best for you. All very good intentions. It makes sense. I'm going to ask them, hey, can like reply back. I would love to hear what you're dreaming up. It's not I'd love to hear what you're planning. It's not I'd love to hear all the details because details and planning, that's some stressful shit. I want to hear what they're dreaming up. I want them to have just a little session to just kind of gush and open up and kind of outpour. That's what I want them to have. And when you give people that opportunity rather than to uh, uh, like a time to hear all about you and your bullshit, uh, 
maybe they're going to reply back. Maybe they're actually going to be interested because you were interested first. Okay. In order to be interesting, you have to be interested. That concludes my rule of liking. Authority. Let's talk about rule number five to increase your desire is authority. The rule of authority says this. Um, we have this innate bias towards individuals who show authority. And they could just be flexing on it. It doesn't have to be real. Like We just have a bias towards people who show authority, right? This is like when a doctor walks in and they're wearing that little doctor coat or the, the, the scrubs or whatever, and they ask you to do something, you're most likely to do it. But when I show up wearing my, my crew neck sweater and a beanie and I ask you to do something, you're going to be like, huh, I don't know about you, man. Uh, I'm just going to do a hard pass on your request is just the bias that we have towards authority. And so ways that you can show authority are, you know, the basic ones came to mind, right? So you've got your publications, you've got your awards, and you can show those kind of badges or labels. Okay. But you also want to be, and this is the big one. You want to be an authority, an authority at the venues that you want to be photographing at. Okay, so you want to be um, an authority at, let's say, the Museum of Art. Let's say you want to be authority at the Hilton downtown. Let's say you want to be a, an authority at um, uh, Yellowstone uh, elopements. So you're going to want to have specific pages that are explaining and unpacking and letting people know all the value of those places, right? Not only that, but when you go and you connect with that person, uh, through the phone or email or text or whatever, you know, like for me, I'm saying uh, I'm flexing on that authority that I know the space, right? And if I don't know the space, I'm going to research the space before I contact them. And so I'm going to say something along the lines of like, the, your wedding at the Westin is going to be incredible. Like there is, especially in the fall, I know you're doing late September for your wedding. And the way that there's, there's this one tree at, at back and it always blooms a little earlier in fall. And so I think by September, it's going to be freaking gorgeous. Um, there's some great photographs that we can get back there that nobody knows about. Not only that, but Jennifer at the Wesson, um, she's going to make sure like she's one of our favorite coordinators and um, persons of contact. She's going to take the best care of you. I've essentially just expressed and explained that I am an authority of that space and that will increase desire and that will reduce the amount of, of, of chance that they're going to ghost me. Okay. Now you've got to balance that. What I just did right there is probably something that's going to take place. Maybe if I were to send a video to them, but maybe I'm not going to write all of that out in this long text message to them. And so it has to be a balancing act. Okay. Now another one for you, by the way, can I pause for a second? I forgot something important to say about liking back on number four, uh, because this is this is like um, one of my favorite things to talk about is, did you guys remember back in fifth grade? Can you just transport your your beautiful little brains right now for a second all the way back to like fifth grade, sixth grade? If you were a little freaky, maybe fourth grade or third grade when somebody told you that they liked you. Do you guys remember that feeling? Like you got that little note that's like, I like you. Or maybe someone's friend's told you like, Hey, um, Jessica kind of likes you. And suddenly you now just became aware of your feelings of liking Jessica back. And it wasn't even engaged until they sent you that little note that says like, I like you. Right. So it's like taking that first step of like, I like you suddenly now 
I liked that girl that I wasn't even aware of, uh, you know, 10 minutes <laughs> earlier. So what I'm saying is, going back to that rule of liking, when you can express a desire to work with someone, when you can actually, with, with full, like genuine and full heart, express like, man, I, I, I like you guys. <laughs> like, I like what you're up to. I like the wedding you're planning. I like the fact that you're making decisions based off of your own desires and not what this wedding should be like because of what somebody else said. I think that's really cool. If you can express that in a genuine way, it's going to get, uh, it's going to get great feedback now. Now, again, people's BS meter, fair warning, it's crazy high in 2019. Like it's off the charts. So don't bullshit people on this. Don't try to pretend like you like something about someone that you actually don't know a damn thing about. So there's my warning. Okay. So let's keep moving. I had to go back on that one because I was just thinking back on a little note that I got back <laughs> in the back of the bus in fifth grade. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. So let's see. Rule number six to increase desire. Scarcity, right? Things are more valuable when the quantity is restricted, when that quantity is limited, or most importantly, when the quantity is taken away. There's this amazing test. Uh, Stephen Warchel, Warchel, I'm not sure how to say his last name, did. I, I call it the cookie test. I don't know what Stephen calls it, but I call it the cookie test. And what he did was he took um, a jar of cookies and he put it in a waiting room and after people ate a cookie, he would ask them just essentially to rate the cookie, right? The, the satisfaction of the cookie. How good was that cookie? Now, I don't remember exactly how he did it all, um, but let's just go ahead and say he did it on a scale of one to five. Let's just go with that for the sake of the story. Now, what he did was he put out a full jar of cookies and people would come in and uh, at the waiting room and, and they'd eat a cookie. And then afterwards, um, he'd ask them, hey, how was that cookie? And maybe they give that cookie a scale uh, or a rating of two out between one and five because it's probably you know some like shitty toll house cookie or something like that i don't know but they give it a ranking of a two out of one to five this is this will just get the point across now what he's going to do is he's going to take the next group and the next group that comes into the waiting room there's going to be a jar of cookies out that only has let's say two cookies in it it's not a full jar it only has two cookies the the quantity has been restricted it's been limited and after somebody eats the cookie later, he's going to ask them, hey, how was that cookie? Now, those people who only had two cookies are going to give it, let's say, a rating of three, maybe four, 3.5, let's say, right? That cookie was, it, ta it, it tasted better, actually. Now, here's where it gets really cool. The last test is he puts out a jar full of cookies, okay? Brings in some people. And then uh, he comes back in and removes a bunch of the cookies, starts boxing up the cookies, right? So he's boxing up the cookies, and he only leaves, let's say, three cookies left in the jar. The people who ate one of those three cookies gave it the highest rating of satisfaction. That was the best damn cookie that they've had. Maybe it's a four or a five on that one to five scale of how good that cookie was because, most importantly, it was taken away. Okay, things are more viable when the quantity is restricted, limited, or taken away. Fewer cookies taste better. It's a wild thing. You guys, um, when you buy cookies next time, you're out shopping. You try buy the smallest box of cookies you can buy, and you will enjoy them a little bit more. Um, so there's a few ways that you can do this. Um, you could put a little bug bar, a little hello bar at the top of your website. Maybe it says something along the lines of, like, there's four dates left, or um, now interviewing couples, right? That's a great way to, to show their scarcity. It's not like, hey, I'm desperate for couples. It's I'm interviewing couples. Now interviewing couples. Um, 
select dates available for 2020, something along those lines. I think the more specific we can get, the better. So I love getting to that part of the year where I can actually say, and, and I'm not BSing, I can actually say three dates left in 2020. That's a great place to be. Uh, and it will leverage this rule of scarcity, okay? Even on the contact form, we just, we just clearly express, like, we're not going to book everybody. It's not going to make the most sense for everyone. Just want you to know up front, um, it'll, be a, it'll be an exchange, it'll be an interview, but we're not going to book every single person. This is going to leverage scarcity. Now, here is the last thing. There's the last one, and it is the rule of contrast, okay? And the rule of contrast says this. Subsequent bits of information are all based off of an initial piece of information. Let me say that again and with maybe out all the jargon. It says um, it's, things are always compared to the thing that came first. So whatever information that I'm stewing over and I'm receiving from someone, I'm always basing it off of what was the very first bit of information, okay? I'm always comparing and contrasting. This is why angering as a pricing rule is so powerful. But in regards to not getting ghosted, I wanna tell you guys, you can leverage the rule of contrast if you are the first person to connect. Because the way that I teach people how to, how to uh, um, connect with others, by the way, is is through um, photo and video. Uh, and so like, if you can send somebody a video message that leverages all these other rules of desire um, and you're the first one to do it, when they reach out to another photographer and that photographer emails them back a PDF of prices, they're actually going to be basing that subsequent bit of information, the other photographer's information, off of your initial piece, piece of piece, piece of information. So the way that you actually, you kind of like lead the way, okay? You're gonna lead the way, the, you're gonna lead the expectations that they're gonna have for everybody else. It means you get to pave it. You get to set the, the bar and you can set it high and all the other photographers most likely are going to fall flat. They're gonna fall underneath the bar that you have set. All right. This is it's so important that you reply to your leads as quickly as possible. Uh, yes, because you're going to get a higher reply rate, but also because you will be that initial piece of information that everybody else is going to be based off of. You guys, this is how you increase desire. If you have no desire, you're dead in the water. It's funny. I was um, I just wrapped up abundance, so I do this workshop at my house called Abundance, where 20 photographers fly over to my place. They spend three and a half days completely opening up their full business. It is not a creative workshop. It is entirely based on getting intentional results for, for a profitable, sustainable business. And this is one of the sections actually that I pulled from abundance of, of one of the things that we talk about when we workshop together of how you can increase desire. Um, and I just, uh, it, it's, it's a mind blowing experience is really what it is because there's nothing that I do that is uh, unintentional. Every single move that we make, it's down story. There's a reason behind it. And this is what has allowed us to build the studio that we have. This is what allows us to charge seven to 10 K and we're in like, we're surrounded by cornfields. We're in the Midwest. We're not in a high cost of living area. It's just wild. And so I want to invite you guys, if you're interested in checking out Abundance, I'm going to be doing another one in March. So that's coming up in three months. I'm going to have 20 more photographers come back to my house 
and um, and it's going to change some lives. It, it does every single year. Uh, and so if you want to check that out, you can head to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash abundance where you will have to apply because I'm not interested in having people come out to my house and spend all those resources, time and money, both, and then have it be the situation where I can't help you. So I need you to apply because I need to know if I can significantly move that needle because if I can make you money, then get out here. So sixfigurephotographer.com forward slash abundance. Uh, go and apply to that. I'd love to see a few more of the podcast listeners come out uh, and, and see what goes down. You guys, thank you for hanging out with me uh, on today's episode. This is These are subtleties, but these subtleties compound exponentially for your business. I'm excited to see and hear the success that you guys have. If you guys find success in this, can you do me a favor? Pull out your little phones, go to Instagram and uh, J. Ben Hartley. Uh, that's me. Shoot me a DM. Let me know some stories. I'd love to hear what you're up to or even just say hi uh, and I'll send you a video message back and uh, we'll start a conversation. Thanks everybody. Talk soon. Bye.